coronavirus. Welcome to our third episode of the See, Feel, and Know the Markets, or as I like to call it, the Max Investors Podcast or YouTube channel. They don't like it. I like it. But if you feel that it should be called the Max Investors Podcast, go ahead and comment below. Be sure to subscribe, uh, like our page, uh, send it to a friend if you feel that this content is helpful or just entertaining. Now, I'm your host today. My name is Everson. With me, I have Patrick and the uh, yours truly, Max. And so we'll be our traders for today. Um, real quick, just wanted to talk about a story that I went through uh, this weekend while going through uh, Sears. Excellent sales, by the way. I managed to be able to pick up a, a curtain rod. And, uh, you know, like the Corolla virus, it's also made in China. But without further ado, getting started with the show, the disclaimer. Now, myself and Patrick, we aren't licensed like Max is. Max has his license 36 and all of this. Uh, so just take this as entertainment purposes. You do understand that the risk of trading could cost that, uh, you know, your entire investable assets. So just trade at your own risk. But how, how was the week? I mean, we had a tough week last week. What did you, what did you guys think? What did you guys well, think of last week? Go ahead, Patrick. Any, anyone, anyone can start. I, I just. Well, obviously, we had another roller coaster week. Um, and what's interesting is that there hasn't been two updates since the beginning of February, right? Yeah. So, Max did those calls, the, the three bear, uh, three bulls, and two bears. Yeah. So at this point, it's almost like um, you, you almost expect that if there's a update, the next day is going to be a down day. Even though, like, even if the news are good, it seems like it's just been either it's profit taking or I'm not sure exactly what causes it, but it's very hard right now to line up two updates in a row. So we saw that last week, right? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday were down, at least on the Dow. I know that the SPY uh, is a little bit different, but so I did what I usually do. I just rolled down uh, when oil was down. And I did a few puts on, I, I rolled down my uh, Royal Caribbean puts. Oh, right. So so I cashed out on those. And then the next ones are expiring next week, which we might talk a little bit later in our expectations. But so I just tried to, you know, get a little bit of cash flow like that, um, avoid big plays, you know, that can be costly because it's so difficult right now. With the volatility, I know that volatility has gone down a little bit on Thursday and Friday, but it, it, the swings are so big that it's very difficult. Right. Like you can very easily be on the wrong side of the trade. And since we're not like multi-billion-dollar edge funds, you know we're not big market makers or anything. So it, you have to be careful. Our trades really don't move the markets. I like that. I like what yeah. you're saying. Because I, I too played that with staying in cash and, and a market sell off. And it wasn't just myself. I've seen a lot of friends of mine that you know also plays the markets and they, they stayed in cash. How about for you, Max? Well, I think we we talked a little bit about how the market was going to slow down. It, it, it's growing a little bit tired. And so that's what last week was. It was taking a break, you know, just going on the sidelines, taking a couple of sips of water. Um, and so there's a huge support that we were talked about last week at 233. If you're looking at the SPY, 
Um, and so it's going to take a lot of energy for the Bears to actually break through that, which if you actually saw on Friday, they finally broke through that, that, uh, that point, which we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, and what that means. But uh, so, yeah, the market was tired for a while. And so like Patrick and Everson were saying, it was just all over the place just because it would go down one day and the next day the bulls would come back and push it back up. Um, the reason why that's interesting is now the market's already taken its break. So now we're going to see where the market really wants to go. Uh, the news will have a big impact on where that goes. Um, but uh, just thinking about it, I think next week you can actually start getting back into your routines of predicting where the market's going to go. It's going to be a little bit more predictable. Um, I think we're going down. But uh, if you if you were exposed last week, you might have lost your shirt. Um, so uh, just for fun, uh, I apart from what I... I pillow on that one. <laughs> so what struck me about that is that even the big stimulus like that they announced, I know that it didn't pass yet, right? But even with a trillion dollars announced, that still wasn't enough to jolt the market back up, right? It only slowed right. the downfall. I thought that was right. pretty noticeable. What do you think, Max? So, I mean, that's a lot of money, but it's not going to affect the investors. <laughs> the investors want to see that the businesses that are investing in are safe. Um, just to give an example, I love uh, the soup called Pho. It's spelled P-H-O, but uh, I had that two nights ago. And the homeowner's crying because I was the first person that went there in the past two days. Think about you know, that. It's really sad. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of glad. I mean, I'm saddened at that fact because it's never good to see business owners um, suffer the consequences, especially if it's something that we, we really don't have control over. This virus, we don't have control over to be able to just, you know, change, change the conditions of what's going on. And so, you know, my heart goes out to those that are, are suffering. Um, You know, all, all jokes aside, um, I one of the things that I noticed when I walked to the mall this weekend was some jewelry shop owners. You had three um, associates that stayed in the front of the store and it they just they looked so sad, like uh, like their business was shutting down if they couldn't make the, you know, the, the profits or maybe they, you know, wh whatever the case might be. I don't want to speculate on anything, but they, they just might be on that. commission. They probably are on commission, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, just to make ends meet, it's a tough, tough thing for a lot of people. Um, and it, 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 it's sad, but, you know, to your point, I, I, I see that happening, too. There's a lot of people that will get hurt in this process. So, I mean, you know, free, free platform. We're here to help people out. Just take it for what it's worth. And, uh, you know, it, it is making money, but at the same time, the idea is not that we're making money off of uh, off of profiting off of people's losses. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but um, giving back at some point, I, I think this platform really does that to, to just give back to people that there is an opportunity for you to be able to make money um, regardless of the circumstances or conditions. So uh, yeah. share, share it with your friends, man. With your uh, absolutely i mean can you imagine if you guys had a platform like this when you first started to listen to i mean i would have loved that i'd eat it up i'd be all over it subscribe looking every day uh, i'm not just saying it <laughs> <laughs> so i did want to add that um 
So it, it sounded the past two episodes, I was the most bullish out of the three of us. We were all bears, but I was a little bit less bearish than you guys. But right. I'm actually going all out bearish now. Um, okay. And the reason is, it's not, it's not what's happening around the world, you know, including the virus, that is causing me to be so bearish. It's our reaction to it. Uh, there are many ways that we could have limit the exposure of this virus, and we haven't done that. A uh, simple measure would have been with gloves. Everyone wearing gloves, that would have reduced the exposure by 93%. But we didn't do that. Instead, we decided to panic and have, you know, this little uh, business owner crying because nobody's showing up at her door. So that's the, that's a path we chose. So I'm, I'm very bearish now. And I'll yeah. be the contrarian because <laughs> I was the most bearish of the three. And now I'm flipping Don't around a little bit. Oh, I am saying it. I think that, yes, the market's going to stay bad for a while, right? And the crisis isn't going anywhere. But it fell down so sharply, so quickly, that as you mentioned yourself earlier, my feeling is that the market's tired right now. So we're expecting pretty serious news this week about the unemployment, and we'll start right. getting big companies' earnings and everything the numbers are going to be atrocious, right? They're expecting maybe as much as 2.5 million employment, uh, you know, new filings. But I think that we already expect it, right? The market kind of priced that in. Tomorrow, we should get uh, the big stimulus instead of one uh, trillion. They're talking about possibly two, 2.5 trillion. So eventually that's going to get priced in. So, I'm still bearish about the market for a few weeks, but I think that we're getting to the point where it's going to start stabilizing. I don't think it's going to keep dropping straight down as it has in the past two weeks. You mentioned something about being priced in, Patrick, uh, and and I just I I, I felt the uh, I felt the spear in my side. Uh, you know, speaking speaking of price in, I made a mistake last week. I I held on one of my positions for a call on fro and we were having this dialogue through through text um, aside from the show we we keep in contact but uh, I had invested and I held a call which in which case I should have sold it and little did I know it was probably priced in and we're, we're looking at the stock of fro um, fro and the, the priced in part was maybe understanding that you know OPEC is has already gone through uh, so much to be able to bring down the price of oil. So it may look like, you know, soon, sooner than later, that oil is going to be offshore and out of, out of vessels. Then what do you, what's the expectation later after that? Well, you don't got no business after that. So, you know, after that lease is, is up, maybe investors are looking forward in the future and that's what's pricing in fro. And that's why we're seeing a decline, regardless of how the earnings are now, and regardless of maybe uh, the short-term expectations of what's to be expected with Pro, um, I think they're looking long-term, uh, and and I think that that's how I got bid on that. I could be wrong, but I, I as I look through the entire sector, uh, North Tankers also is another company that's doing pretty successful. Um, there's about uh, three or four of them that I took a look at, and they're all sort of going through the same thing. So which makes me think that the entire market is already priced in. With, with those with those type of tankers so uh, yeah. that, that was a really good point 
being priced so, in. So we know that as we film this, the futures for tomorrow are, are already down and already hit the limit, right? So they're already down 5%. So we can expect that the market is going to keep going down max. Like that's kind of what you were saying. Now that the market almost capitulated, there is more downside potential. But eventually, like the forces of the market are going to come in. Like that $2 trillion worth of stimulus, getting peop uh, money into people's pockets, getting loans for those businesses so that they don't shut down. And once the economy actually restarts, people can go back to work to like a business that still exists. I think we should see some sort of stabilization. Like if our government can actually get together and sign the bill, which we don't know there as of now, it's not even a done deal. So what do you guys think about know. the uh, buybacks? Uh, Trump recently announced in the news that he will no longer allow companies to buy back shares of stock in their own company. How do you think that affects businesses moving forward? Well, as far as I understand, the buybacks were only if they were receiving uh, funds from the government, some bailout funds. Um, right. That's how I understood it. Um, so if they didn't need a bailout, they were still able to do the buybacks. Um, but a big part of the, uh, the gains the market has seen in the past five or six years, a big part of that was from buybacks. Why? Because it was so cheap for companies to borrow money from the banks and just buy back their, their shares. Um, so in my opinion, if you're going to get bailed out, there better be some restrictions because you, in, right. in a capitalistic world, you haven't, protect yourself against uh, multiple fronts and see if you need a bailout uh, the government well the thing is if the government gets their hands on some companies then we're becoming more and more communist um, so that's a different conversation but yes I do agree that if the company if the government's going to bail you out uh, you shouldn't be able to buy back your stock and increase your value how does that affect the company though I mean you know oftentimes and I see I, I agree with you 100% but the, you know, I, it affects, does it affect dividends at this point? Do you, do you tap into it making a dividend adjustment? Um, so in terms of the dividend, if the company is not allowed to buy back their stock, which artificially increases their value, then their dividend in terms of percentage-wise would, would still be pretty high. Um, the other thing that I talked with Patrick this week is, since companies are getting pummeled right now, a lot of dividend percentage is, is very high, which is going to help to create that bottom. But to me, that's still too soon for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect the dividend in a negative way. I think it's going to affect it in a positive way because they ain't, can't artificially increase the value of their stock. So just to add on that, uh, what do you guys think about this theory where some people say that stock buybacks in this situation right and we're not talking about like two or three years ago but in this specific situation stock buybacks would uh give confidence in the companies in the sense of here's a company that has cash believes that the company is going to survive so it sends a signal that you know the company or the ceo believes in the company right so what do you guys think of this theory well you know i think that the buybacks would any companies that are, are not allowed to be able to buy back will, will not only hurt the stock potentially, but also, in my opinion, would probably hurt the dividend. I look at a company like General Electric, where they went through 
some challenges earlier on in their production line. They were spread out too thin. Um, they had money. They're so diversified that they had money in, in everything. Um, and being that conglomerate, uh, you know, elephant in the room, if you should say, um, it, it allowed their company to suffer huge losses in which, you know, at that, those days they had a little higher dividends than what they do now. I think they're under a dollar in their, their dividends, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I think that it'll affect shareholders, um, you know, first and foremost, but it does affect the profitability. Um, it, and, and it's just like Max is saying, it's a tumultuous time. I mean, it's hard to really predict anything at this point. You know, uh, it, we're just we're basing everything on the numbers, on data, uh, on I don't think even earnings would, would even matter at this point. So the fundamentals start to break down. And now we're just looking at it as a technical if, if I'm, you know, if I'm, I'm thinking it's right. So quick question, you know, once we start seeing the, the earnings, are you guys and you also believe that the rest of the investors are going to give companies a pass on the earnings? Meaning, you know, they're going to show up with a, a report card that says, hey, I got an F or a D. And then the investors are still going to say, hey, you know what, this company's okay because they went through, you know, what the virus brought to the to market, the global economy. And so we're still going to consider this a pass and the stock price is not going to take a hit. I think temporarily, yes. But it also depends on what their prognosis is for the next six to a six months to a year. And also, we don't exactly know how the stimulus package is going to affect like each individual company, right? So I think Correct. it's really going to be on a case-by-case -case basis for right now. Like maybe in, on next show next week, we'll have a different opinion. But for now, I think that's the best way to think about it. I believe it's going to be very specific to each company and like how much cash on hand they already had. Right. Um, like also some companies are more diversified than others, even in the same sector. So we'll have to see. Uh, some uh, some companies focus on one product. So if that one product is affected, it's game over for them. Some other companies have a variety of products. Uh, I'm thinking, for for example, 3M. If I if I'm correct, I think they have 6,000 different products, right? So some of them are going to be impacted more than others. So we'll have to see. I think it's going to be on a case by case basis. Real quick, I love that you say that next week we might have a different opinion. And that's sh showing the viewers that, you know, if we're, we're looking at the data that we have right now this second, and we're making opinions, and we're making possible trades based on that information. And as the information changes, our stance changes. And so, right. we're, you know, if we make a decision today, and the information the next week is going to go against that, uh, we're actually going to be flexible and make changes based on that. So I love that you said that. Yeah, you have to be flexible, especially right now with the volatility, the market sentiment goes up and down daily, right? So you have to really pay attention to what the move is for that day. Yeah. Try to adjust like we talk about all the time, adjusting your position based on what's going on. And especially with now it's so news based. Who knows? Like I know that some uh, vaccines, or not vaccines, but some treatments are being experimented. So you know, you never know. One of them might work, and all of a sudden, next week, the market's a lot more positive. It's so difficult to predict right now. We don't have a crystal ball. So you have to base your uh, 
stock market picks and everything based on the information that we have now and what's probably going to happen. But there's always that unknown that we can't predict, and that's what you have to edge yourself against. Definitely. Um, I wanted to talk about what happened with my trades last week, and then we'll move into the max charts. Uh, as far as last week, as you folks have known, I suffered uh, some consequences. Uh, I think I traded out at the end of the week, uh, probably up about just a thousand, two thousand uh, for for the week. Uh, like I said, the biggest bad trade that I've done was probably trying to predict the pharmaceutical markets, and then also getting involved with the the holding of my call with with Pro. I think that the call with Pro. Uh, here's a lesson, guys. For all you starter investors or beginner investors, there, when when you have a speculative market like this, you you need to stay clear to your thesis, whatever that thesis might be. Um, and I, I make some adjustments because the market's always moving. The, the price target's always moving. It's never going to be, analysts might say, oh, you make an analyst uh, adjustment to what A and B should be, and I think it should be price point at this. It doesn't always hit it. Uh, you know, and, and analysts are just, just as good as being speculative. So there's no right answer for anything, but sell short. So short, meaning take profits because, you know, greed, unfortunately, greed is the only thing that wins the market on a week to week basis, especially with the speculation that we have. So um, it's a learning experience. I'm Wait, Everson, real quick. Week. Yeah. Have you ever lost money taking a profit off the table? No. There you go. No. And, and that's why this is the Max Investor Show. <laughs> <laughs> no it's just a that. saying oh sorry there's just a saying you know everybody knows it it's uh you know the bears make money the bulls make money and then the pigs get slaughtered i mean that's absolutely. just how it is absolutely it doesn't hurt to take a profit words from the uh, guru himself <laughs> i'm just passing on words that i've read somewhere yeah warren buffett uh, mentions it even well warren buffett mentions a lot of things but moving on to the chartist, what do you have for us, Max, on the Max charts? Uh, so, it, you know, I, I just love to start my week looking at the SPY. Uh, and it, in fact, I always look at the SPY starting my day because what my whole perspective is going to be based on what the SPY is telling me, what the charts are telling me. Uh, and then once I create my bias, then I start funneling down into the, uh, the sector's to try to decipher what matches with the SPY and what doesn't. Um, so last week, the big number was that 233 on the SPY. And uh, it took us five full days to finally break it, um, to actually close below that level. Now that we've uh, closed below that level, uh, well, the other thing that's really interesting is that the, the quick moving average almost almost crossed over that slow moving average which means that the sentiment of the market would have been a little bit, uh, a little bit more bullish and in retrospect then it, we would have used that 233 level to bounce back up but that didn't happen it was such a tease um but now we've broken below that 233 level which means that support is no longer valid the last hope if you're a star wars fan the last hope for uh for a bull market would be if tomorrow, which doesn't look likely, 
if tomorrow we skyrocket up and the technical term for that, I mean, there are many different terms. I just like to call it a crack and snap. So you have a support, you crack below that, that support. And the next day you go straight up. That's where the bulls are tired. They're like, we're going to win this war. And it actually creates a, a turnaround, a pivot point. Um, but to be honest, I don't think that's going to happen. So now that we've broken that 233 level, uh, my next support, which is a little bit soft, is going to be at 212. Uh, so that's roughly, what, 16 points on the SPY from where we are at right now. So that's uh, 6% or so. And uh, what's interesting is that since I'm calling it soft, I actually think that we might go back down to the next support below that, which is going to be 218. Um, now, if you're a big bull out there, you do have another hope that if you look at the hourly chart on the SPY, um, you have a double bottom. So even though it's crossed below that 233 mark, um, there's a chance. So they say in the market, if you have a W, that's a bullish sign. If you have an M, M for murder, that means the stock's going down. So that's the difference between a double top and a double bottom. As of here, there's a chance, very small chance, probably like 5 or 10% chance that we get a double bottom, which means that you could start investing in stocks like uh, our sectors like discretionary, uh, consumer discretionary, uh, industrial and tech. Um, right now, energy sector is coming back up. And so the reason is because oil is so cheap and they can't go that much further. Although as of right now, I think oil's dropped 8%. Um, so if the market for some reason starts turning bullish, the first place I'm looking at is the energy sector. Um, right. but since I don't think that's going to happen, I'm going to stick more into, um, the consumer staples, uh, utilities, not so much. Um, oh, the interesting thing that I want to talk about what I noticed last week, and this is. This is already delayed infor the information, so you can't really take action on that for this week. Um, but the reason why discretionary came up last week is um, people were buying supplies to work from home. In fact, Best Buy had to change some of their systems in order to accommodate for that. Um, so I don't think that, that those purchases are going to last uh, much further than next week. So I don't think those stocks are going to be benefit from that. But that's something that I learned from last week. So basically an overview, we're looking at the spies broken down that support. Uh, we have a soft support at 212, and I actually think we're going to go down to uh, 180, 182. And so, uh, you know, make sure that you're not in bullish trades because uh, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. You just, you just scare well, a lot of people, Max. Well, to, to add to that uh, bullish sentiment, I, I don't mean to add fuel to the fire, but uh, this is just an update on Bloomberg. Uh, I'm looking at Bloomberg, and on March the 22nd, um, which is today, at about 11.51 a.m., uh, oh, I think this is a uh, Eastern time. time. Okay. Uh, so they've announced that they're, they're blocking the uh, Republican bill for stimulus package. So the Democrats have blocked the bill 
So that adds a little more of the fear factor for um, for the for the bulls. I think at this point, you know, with all of the news that's coming up, it's inevitable <laughs> that we're looking through, you know, for a bear. Yeah, market. the Democrats wanted a little bit more language that protected the employees and that kind of stuff. Um, so tomorrow might it might pass, but uh, we'll see. Right. Yeah, so that was my prediction. My prediction is tomorrow is going to be a bloodbath, to be honest. Because every weekend in the past few weeks, like you have all the negative news, right? And for example, now the number of casualties is going up and doubled almost in the past week. Right. So, of course, it's going to impact the market. Everyone is fearful and everyone wants to panic sell at the, on Monday morning, right? right. But... I believe that during the day they're going to get into an agreement and then either Tuesday morning or something like that's going to start stabilizing and it won't drop like falling knife scenario anymore. So tomorrow's probably going to be down pretty big and then Tuesday more flat, kind of like Thursday, I believe, of the past week. But guess what? Guess what? doesn't matter how bullish that day is going to be on Tuesday like you're predicting. But now we have a new ceiling at 233. Yeah. So it would have to be very bullish news in order to uh, to break back through that, that resistance if we don't do that tomorrow. And that's one thing that we talked about this week is that the further down it goes, it kind of skews the percentages, right? So when it dropped from when it was at when the Dow was at 29,000, if it dropped by 10%, that was 2,900 points. Well, the further down we go, like 10% is a smaller and smaller number. Uh, but that also goes for the reverse when it's going to go back up. It's going to be a lot tougher to make big gains because 10% of, let's say, the SPY at 228, as it was on Friday, is a lot lower than 10% when it was at 280, for example. How do we feel about the expectation moving forward in the week? Uh, I guess you could start off with you, Max. What do you think looking forward in this next coming week? What are you buying? What are you selling? What are you looking at? Ooh, buying? What's that? I don't know. Because uh, this week, uh, I, I, I believe that it's going to be a bearish week. Um, if you're buying stocks, you better be a dividend investor um, you know, someone that knows what they're doing because it's definitely too early for that. Um, and so I, I, just to give you Patrick's example, I think Royal Caribbean, uh, on my thing, it says it's getting a 13% dividend, right. uh, 13% is insane. Uh, I mean, a dividend, you're looking at maybe three and a half to 4%. And now you're looking at more and more companies that once this whole crisis is over, will have a very good chance to come back at least 75% of their losses. And you're picking them up with 13, 15, 20% dividend. Um, right. So if, if you're a beginning investor, that's, that sounds quite appealing. Although I still say, wait till the end of this week, because this week could definitely be a bloodbath. Um, my expectation is probably 10% chance that tomorrow's a bullish day, maybe a little bit less. If that's the case, that changes the entire week. Um, that puts the bulls in control um, and, and could actually definitely do some damage to the bears, to the short sellers. 
Um, but like I said, the moving average was just a tease last week as the market was grew tired. Um, so for this upcoming week, make sure you're either shorting stocks, you're buying puts, you're selling calls. Um, actually, selling calls sounds like a pretty good strategy uh, for intermediate investors and above. If you're, uh, if you're a new investor and you have the knowledge of options, uh, go with puts. Consider your whole investment into the put. Uh, as your total risk. So make sure that you have enough room in the charts uh, to, to at least get 2 to $3 on air for every dollar that you're investing. Uh, I'm not saying put your whole portfolio, but let's just say that you have $100 and you're putting $10 to buy puts, so that's 10% of your investment. Consider that whole $10 your risk in that investment. And so you're looking to make $20 or $30 uh, and make sure that the charts give you enough room to the next support to make that profit. How about for you, Patrick? What's your predictions for this coming week? Yeah, so as I was mentioning, I believe that tomorrow is going to be down pretty severely. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a little bit of a contrarian right now. So when it goes down, I think tomorrow at the bottom is going to be a decent opportunity to pick up some stocks. Uh, you know, if you see something that's a bargain, tomorrow might actually be a decent time before they announce all of the uh, provisions of the stimulus package while people right. are freaking out the most. So right now, I, I do have puts, right? I bought puts on uh, AMC. And the reason why is at $3 strike price. The reason why is because I didn't really see why it went up to 350 from its bottom. Right. Um, just because it was the anticipation of the stimulus package to bail out this industry. However, like right now, the CEO said that they have zero revenue coming in. And since we don't know how long the crisis is going to last, this can last for weeks, months, who knows? So I'm holding those puts until at least tomorrow. We'll see what happens, but I'm pretty confident about those. Uh, not feeling as confident at all about the puts on uh, Royal Caribbean because I sold them. So I believe that tomorrow is going to go down. Uh, so I might have to roll down, those down or just buy them back. So, Patrick, you mentioned real yep. quick that um, tomorrow is going to be a bloodbath and there might be a point tomorrow where they, there could be some good opportunities to start buying. Yep. Um, would, you, would you say to buy your full position? Uh, at tomorrow for a specific talk or start a stock or start scaling in meaning let's say you want 30 shares start buying maybe eight or 12 and start scaling in yeah i agree with you because of the fact that there's so much uncertainty you, you don't want to be caught holding the bag right but i think it's a good uh, opportunity to open your position get some shares and then from then you can see the momentum if the momentum goes up you can buy more and if it goes down you can average your cost down so i think you're right like don't put all of your money tomorrow but you can initiate a position if you see something that makes sense that you think is going to rebound pretty strongly in the future that's a great point i, I think that it, yeah you, you mentioned a lot of good points um i i think that be very careful with buying bargain uh, or bargain hunting uh, rather you You'd want to buy best of breeds, I would think, especially with the uncertainty. I know that, you know, in the long-term effects, this is going to strip the middle class. I've, I've known business owners that, you know, the basis of survival was essentially 
on the numbers on a day by day, uh, much like our, how some people have been living off of paycheck to paycheck. I see business owners, some that have been living off of paycheck to paycheck. So some of these businesses won't, won't come back. Uh, when we look at it on a, on a grander scale in a bigger marketplace, like your uh, brick and mortar stores, like your Sears and Macy's. Now Macy's has always done a really good job at being able to get itself out of the, um, out of the mud, if you would. And they, they've been able to bounce back. Uh, but I, you know, we constantly see it with, with Macy's where they're, they're, they're just playing with the numbers every year. Sears, on the other hand, there's not a lot of uh, confidence in, you know, with respect to Sears that they could, could they weather the storm? I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I, I don't see the numbers. This is like their uh, third life. This, this is, yeah, it, it's a cat. And I think it's on its last, on, on its last string. But um, did, were you were you done with everything that you had to say, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, mostly. Aside from that, of course, as as usual, I'm looking at oil. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a pretty good week for oil, just because of the fact that it's very complicated because there's so many contradictory forces right now. On one hand, you you have the government that wants to shore up the price because it's killing U.S. shale, right? So a lot of people want the government to maybe place a call to the Saudi Arabia and maybe Russia, like kind of blackmail them a little bit into shoring up the prices because it hurts us too much. But at the same time, as you mentioned with Fro a little bit earlier, we haven't even hit, uh, we haven't even received those first shipments. Uh, As Saudi Arabia produces a million more barrels per day, Russia was planning on increasing their production also, which also forces all of their competitors to lower their prices. Um, There's just those contradictory forces that I think is going to keep the price down for now, unless eventually, once they do place that call, once they get into an agreement, it's going to go back up significantly and very quickly. So I'm kind of cautious about it. I don't want to, you know, I want to edge my risk a little bit because I think it eventually it can go back up pretty quickly. But for now, I think it can also go down pretty quickly because we're talking about, I believe, 10 million barrels less demand per day. So that's fairly significant. And once they fill up those strategic reserves, well, there's nowhere to put the oil. So the only thing that they can do is sharply uh, d- um, drop down the prices to create artificial demand. So that's why for energy, it's going to be a tough week, I think. Well, it it's, was- uh, it's interesting that, I mean, Patrick is so good keeping up with the information, especially in the oil sector. And I'm, I'm very different from that, that I'm, I'm a way behind in information from Patrick. Um, and so, what I look at is what's actually showing up on the charts. Um, and so there's this chances that the news will actually predict what's going to happen to the price and say, hey, you know, it's going to go up. And so Patrick has the edge there over me. But sometimes the news is just going to be, you know, uh, fake news or whatever. And it's going to create that s- speculation and it's going to create that false sense of um, stability. And I don't see it on the chart. So I'm not acting according to that information. And I'd be one of the few people that don't get hurt. So there's different ways to see the market. Um, and, you know, both ways are correct. You just have to make sure you commit to which way you're doing. All right. Good. 
as far as what I'm trading this this week or this coming week, I have some uh, March the 27th expirations for uh, puts. The majority of them are puts, so I could be heading in the right direction as of Monday. Uh, I'm big on puts with Lyft and Uber. I also have some puts on Plug. It's a battery-making company. Uh, CGC, a marijuana company. I have CLF. Also, AMC, after a collaboration with uh, Patrick, I decided to do a puts also on that. It's just, you know, one of the things is when you when you look at shutting down malls and, you know, even if they own their own real estates in that area, it still, it has a, a, a false hope for the future for them because, like I said, they're, they're burning through cash and everything. And, you know, I, I don't know how the books look like as far as how much debt they're in, but you got to be able to pay the bills. And it's my understanding that lenders have the ability to be able to push out maybe 30 days on, on a, um, you, you know, not being able to, you, you won't have to do a payment for the month, but on a month by month basis, just to see how everything goes. So, you know, those kind of terms with the debt and being able to pay off debt and being able to have forgiveness uh, with paying off debt is purely up to the, uh, to the creditors or the, the lenders in this process. But still, when it, at the end of the day, people have to make money. And, you know, money is going somewhere. So where do you put them at, at the same time? Uh, I know that AMC, they have a dividend of 3.76% um, dividend yield at the end of the year. That's pretty high for, for a sector, in my opinion, where they're not making a whole lot of money uh, within the month. And, you know, who's to say what that, what that balance is to... Uh, profitability and how much that one month actually did affect it because i'm sure that the prolonged experience after the uh, after all of this uh, virus has been said and done there is a sentiment of uh, uh mistrust behavior mis mistrust that you know i don't know if i should go to the movie theaters now maybe i should wait a month or two you know so it there's a lot of speculation there so that's why well, i chose to go uh, on a puts with that Everson, real quick, uh, I wanted to say that right now, if you're going to start buying, it's bargain shopping time. You know, it's getting oh, discounts. Yeah. And so oh, what yeah. did you say that that dividend was for AMC? You said 3.2. I, I think it's it like 3.76. Let, yeah. let me take a look real quick. So if I'm, I'm looking to buy a stock, I'm not even 76. looking at AMC. Uh, right now, your dividend, if yeah. you're dividend investing, your dividend should be at least 7 or 8% um, just because of the huge discount. Um, so if I'm seeing anything at three, four, five percent, I'm, I'm if I'm investing for dividends, I'm not even looking at those companies. There is a company that I'm that I've taken a look at that was brought to my attention over over uh, this past week. It's actually yesterday, and the company stock ticker is called um, OKE stock ticker OKE. It's One OK Inc. And uh, you know, just looking at the five-day charts, it looks like it's balanced out. On a one-month chart, it, it looks like it's declined from its highs of about maybe 76, 76.51. And now it's down to $20.62 per share. Um, it was up on Monday. It'd probably be down today. But the dividends that they're offering, let me just scroll back real quick here. The dividends that they're offering, offering was... 18.25% dividend yield at the end of the year. Uh, it might be something interesting to look into. Like I said, you know, 
invest at your own discretion, but it the stock really hasn't moved in the last month. So uh, I, I might be buying into this one. And it's, you know, it's rated as being very undervalued. Of course, everything these days is rated as being un, uh, undervalued. Uh, it does have a 62% estimated return over, uh, over investments, but uh, uh, I might be a buyer of it. I'm, I'm not too sure. I have to go ahead and, and take a look at, at everything I'm, a little more. I'm glad you brought that one up. It, it's very interesting just looking at the charts. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> hey, Everson. Yeah, Everson. Uh, just to go back to the list of stocks you were mentioning earlier, uh, one of them being AMC, as we were talking about. Uh, one thing that I notice, and that's kind of what I've been looking at too, is it seems like a lot of the stocks that you're looking at are stocks that went up or down sharply, maybe a little too sharply in the sense of uh, oversold. You know, people, yeah, oversold or overbought. For example, uh, AMC went up significantly on one of those days. Uber went up significantly on news from the SEO, uh, CEO that they had a lot of cash to go through the crisis and everything. A lot of confidence, right. Yeah, so those are great news, right? You want the CEO to say that. However, maybe it, w it came up too quickly for the situation we're in. Is that something that you look into as well? Yeah, um, so I've changed my strategy moving into uh, this time of recession. And my strategy has become something where I'm no longer going, I'm no longer going long on all of, I'll go long maybe on some of my positions, but if I'm going long on some of my positions, I have the sentiment in mind of, of where we might be uh, turning towards and i just in the in the big picture i don't see it going to a bull market uh, but at the same time that's not to say that there can't be fluctuations within the market also so if we look at the point in, point in place with with pro you know i had a long-term expectation i held the stock for a couple of weeks thinking that i uh, you know i could create another value again but like like uh mighty max said over there you know the, the pigs get slaughtered. So, I mean, you're either a bull or you're a bear and take profits, take profits as soon as you can. So this is, this is why I'm pushing more towards uh, gearing myself to a day trade instead of just, uh, or, or a swing trade, but swing trade within the, within the week. I don't want to hold a position longer than, than a week. Uh, I don't even want to hold a position longer than three days. If I could, uh, I'll sell it out maybe one to two days on a swing trade. Yeah. The reason I was asking is it feels like it, the, the pendulum sh uh, shifts too much in one direction and then comes back too much in the other direction. Right. So, for example, AMC, like it went down to 185 or something. Like that. I don't have it right in front of me, but went down very low. And then on some news, it went up to 350 right after that. I feel like the shift is too quick. Right. So it should retrace that a little bit. And then eventually it's going to go back up. So I feel like right. a lot of the stocks that you mentioned seem like they're in that pattern too. They, they dropped falling knife scenario. Then they shot up a little bit on news, but based on nothing like concrete, like the situation didn't improve positively since the past right. week. So right. that, that's the only thing that's, uh, came up to me uh, looking at your list that you were mentioning earlier. Well, that's a so, really good perspective. So I, I wanted to add to that is, yes, you know, in terms of news, there's no information that's going to help you be become more bullish. 
with the investment except price. And so the lower the price is, the bigger the incentive is to get to that, to, to buy that asset. You know, yeah. if you have a house that's worth 100000 and it drops to 90000 only a few people are going to buy it. But as it keeps dropping and it gets down to like 35000 you know how many people are going to be willing to buy that house. And so even if the news is neutral, doesn't say anything, or it could actually still be bearish, but there will be so many people that will find so much value in that cheap investment. Absolutely. But on the other end, if from that 35000 the day after that it shoots back up to seventy, you're probably going to think maybe it should be fifty, not seventy, right away. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, but then I would sell out and get out of there, you know. Um, and I don't know. I guess it depends. I'd have to throw like a Fibonacci retracement on it. Um, but I don't know if 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 I wasn't in the investment, I saw it go from thirty-five to seventy. I don't know if I would be willing to say that it's going to go from 70 to 50. You know, I would just stay on the sidelines for that. Yeah, it could be. My, my idea is that the people that bought 35 might actually want to sell for, to, for profits and get yeah. out of that position. So it's going to go back down a little bit. And then eventually, once it stabilizes, then we can talk about momentum upward, like mm -hmm. longer lasting. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. so basically, the the moral of the story is that this crisis makes me be very skeptical of very sharp uh, up or down, because it feels like it always levels out a little bit downward right now. But it it's not in one direction. If it goes down sharply, it's going to go up a little bit or be stable for a day, and then it's going to go back down. Do you see that too? Right. Right. No, I, I, I definitely see that. I see the volatility in every every stock that I've invested in. And to be honest, I, I did spread myself a little too too wide last week. Um, it's just hard to keep a perspective in, in a whole lot of stocks. So I think with consolidation, it, it works also to be able to have a good perspective in the market. But there's definitely a lot of volatility going on. And, you know, some, some volatility it just doesn't make sense. Um, you, we could we could ask ourselves you know maybe it's priced in you know uh, it, maybe it's a institutional spending maybe it's a, you know company buyback or, or whatnot having that third level insight without having that third level insight is is probably one of the hardest things to do but we trust our intuitions and everything um, and, and I think that's what makes us unique is that you know we 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 have the tools and and such to be able to make an educated decision. It's just, um, I, I think it helps if we consolidate a little better and we try to understand the, like you said, retracing of the stock and everything. Um, that totally makes sense. I, I, I agree with it. So you said last week you were probably a little too um, spread out too much. And so uh, the previous episode, we talked about how the market might be going through a uh, tired stretch you know more of a channel stretch and so how did that what did that mean to you and how did you process that a tired stretch yeah well i i could kind of see it uh on myself um i i think maybe institutional funds dry up i think maybe you know th this is just hypothetical but i think you know institutional funds dry up um the stimulus package doesn't doesn't make it to american citizens doesn't make it to um 
uh, individual companies. You know, we, we can't rescue businesses as, as to the redrafting of, of, of the way the language is with this new stimulus package, right? Uh, but, but nonetheless, just, just that fear factor. I, I think we see the floor fall out. I, I think we see at least 10 to 15% uh, drop in the markets overall. And what happens after that is, is anyone's best guess, right? I mean, it should we fall in, in dire circumstances where we're falling into 20%. I say that the president calls for, you know, no shorting of stocks, no puts, no, no, no uh, more buying puts, no more shorting stocks. That's the best thing that can happen for the stock market because the only thing that you can do is buy. That's the only thing that you can do. So what do you look for at that point? You look for high dividend stocks, high dividend payers that can pay out their dividend religiously. Boom. He's dropping some knowledge, you guys. Take some notes. I've seen it before. But in our, in our, in our wrap-up, um, you guys want to finish off on any closing statements, and then we'll get to our, our pick of the, of, of the week. So that's where Max here goes and determines what our expectation would be for next week, although I, I think this might be a challenge. <laughs> any closing comments there, Patrick? Yeah, I'd say just look for opportunities this week. Always be defensive, but uh, the more it goes down, the more you can look for uh, bargains at this point because of the fact that a lot of those stocks aren't going to go to zero. Like there's few companies that are going to go bankrupt. So look for the ones that are in a good spot right now. And tomorrow we should see a pretty sh uh, steep decline. So. I'm going to look for something to buy tomorrow personally. Wow. Uh, yeah, maybe not something that's going to, you know, I'm not going to invest all of my money into it, but, you know, I'm going to look for something to put a little bit of money, like not too risky plays. And later on this week, we'll reassess, but. So you're talking like... about stock buying or you're talking about, you know, buying a few calls here and there and see if it goes up? Well, I, I'd start buying. Uh, actual stocks, but wow. on a negative red day, not when people are exactly as I was talking about earlier, not when people are all buying at the same time and it goes up. I do it at the bottom as much as possible because, yeah, you might lose another five, 10 percent. But that's the point I was trying to make earlier is we drop so low that each percentage point is less money than it was before. So. 5% loss right now wouldn't hurt you as bad as 5% three weeks ago, if that makes sense. So I feel like your risk now is a lot less than it was three weeks ago or this week because there was a lot more room to drop. Now, the lower we go, unless the market totally capitulates, which I don't think it will, but you know what I mean? Like there is less and less space to go lower. So I see tomorrow as potentially a good, uh, buying opportunity. I like that. So Patrick is bargain shopping. Max, what are you doing this next week? Running away, man. I am. I am <laughs> running away. Um, the the roles are totally switched. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I, I did want to go back a little bit to that spy chart before I I, I made the weekly prediction or whatever. Um, so what I was going to say is that. Uh, uh, well, so we did talk about the 212 level is going to be soft. Who knows if it's going to hold? 
Um, but uh, looking at the charts, it's tough. It is tough because if that holds, uh, if if we do um, have a, a down day tomorrow, which you know is like ninety five percent chance, um, that two twelve might slow it down a little bit. So we'll only go down six or seven percent for the week. Um, in terms of bullish days, we're going to have another two, three, two bullish, three bearish. And the reason I say that is, you know, you have more and more people like Patrick that are going to start bargain shopping. Um, I'd love to say uh, four bearish days and one bullish day. The reason I can't is because that support's very tight to it. It's very close, um, that 212 support level. Um, if there was a little bit more space for the bears to just dominate, um, then, you know, we could finally see that 4-1. Uh, that is very good for short sellers. Uh, but I just don't think we're going to see it next week. Um, now, don't don't take my little prediction um, as word of God, because the reason I say that is because next week, who knows what's going to happen. The right. charts are all over the place. Um, if you're looking at a specific um, timeline, a time frame, uh, it, it shows that the spy is going to come back up. If you look at a bigger or smaller time frame, it actually shows the opposite view. Like I said, we might be forming a double bottom, which is very bullish signal. But uh, I don't think we have the resources for that to happen. Uh, we're going to go down. And who knows if tomorrow we'll have the good news where uh, the government is going to approve uh, some help with the markets. So I'm going to go with three bears two bulls uh i still think it might be too early to start uh bargain shumping but if you are like patrick make sure that you're scaling in um and again you know what we're trying to do here is just share with you the conversations that we're having uh through text and sometimes phone call uh, so that you guys can learn improve and and level up to the next level as a trader and what we ask is you know since we're sharing this uh with you guys for free uh, if you do enjoy this and you're learning something from it, you know, make sure you bring a friend, you know, send it to friends so that they improve as well. And then we can have that conversation and, and grow exponentially and, and uh, share what we see in the market. That'd be great. Hey, Max. Uh, but as far as the uh, what are you looking to particularly to buy? What are you particularly looking to sell? Maybe um, I know you said you're you're running for the hills and everything. Uh, but is there anything in particular that you're looking at? Any, any sec uh, I know you were saying that the sectors that you're looking at was um, you're looking at consumer staples, you're looking at the energy sector, you're also looking at, did you say utilities? Yeah, utilities, uh, consumer staples, health um, stocks. Uh, I, I would stay away from industrial, tech, and discretionary. The reason I say that is because... Um, those charts were actually very positive. And so if you're predicting that the market's going to go down, you want to stay away from those because they don't match the sentiment of the rest of the market. Uh, so you want to stay with the flow instead of against it. Um, so, yeah, I, I would look at the utilities, consumer staples, health. Um, yeah, that's about it now. The, the script's going to flip if tomorrow is a big bullish day. 
for some reason, that 5% chance, if it's a bullish day, I mean, on the chart, on the spy, you're going to see a big bullish engulfing pattern. You're going to see a double bottom. You're going to probably see a cross of the, the, um, the fast moving average above the slow moving average. All these signs are going to be very bullish. And so you're going to have that nice bounce off that 233 level. Then I would go into um, uh, industrials, tech, telecommunications, and uh, discretionary. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. So stick to the consumer staples, short that, short the health, short the utilities, because that's still going down. Well, there you have it, viewers. Thank you for tuning into our podcast slash YouTube channel. As Max has said, be sure to subscribe, like, and share with a friend. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I do have an Instagram page specifically for investments purposes, and that's trust underscore this underscore process. Trust underscore this underscore process. So you can feel free to go ahead and follow me on there. Um, otherwise, I do have uh, financial coaching and or money coaching uh i probably accept maybe about a few more positions available so you're welcome to reach out on our uh you know leave a comment or, or such if you're looking for advice or just hit me up on the instagram send me a message there any max you you got an instagram that you want to share patrick not right now but just in okay. conclusion i think this week's going to be really interesting because we'll see what market force is stronger unemployment or stimulus package should be fireworks this week. That's awesome. Oh, Actually, final thoughts. Uh, you know, if you if you guys uh, want to have that conversation with me, you can start following me at Stock Rental on Facebook. Um, but other than that, uh, I think this week is going to be very similar to last week. Um, there's a lot more profit to be made this week than last week, just because last week was a lot of sideways movement, unpredictable sideways movement think this week we're going to pick a direction and go with it um and so tomorrow is going to tell what the week's going to look like if tomorrow is a bullish day i'm going to flip my script and say it's going to be a three bulls and two bears well there you have it i'm everson your host we got max and patrick have yourself a great week make sure to take profits and stay on the green side have a good one guys